Welcome back to the Dr. Body, Mind, Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Jude, and this is a podcast which explores how we can integrate modern medicine and alternative therapies to help you get the holistic health care that you deserve. I will be speaking to healers and seekers, researchers and authors who will share their experiences and the evidence to help guide us all to holistic health. Let's do this. Amy Simpson is the founder of the Mind Body Baby Method, who works with women to prepare their bodies, minds and souls for the transition into motherhood. So many women struggle believing their bodies are broken if they are having difficulty conceiving, and the medical system can perpetuate that belief. Amy wants to change that. She believes babies choose us when we are truly ready, and Amy is here to help us get there. So Amy, welcome. Oh, thank you very much for asking me to join you. It's an absolute pleasure. And I just want to open by thanking you for the work that you are doing in the world. Supporting women through infertility must be really challenging. It's just such an emotive time in a woman's life if they ever have to face it. And I really believe we need to know who in our communities can support us through these times. So thank you for being here and thank you for doing this work. Oh, it is my, like, I love it. So it is my absolute pleasure. Now, let's just start by exploring um, this method that you have developed through your work. And it's called the Mind Body Baby Method. Can you outline and expand on what that method actually looks like with the clients that you work with? Yeah, absolutely. So the mind-body-baby method is has probably been, actually, when I reflect on it, probably around 15 years in the making because it comes from this accumulation of my experience in really understanding the mind-body connection, my experience in really understanding women's health and our hormonal health and our cycles and that real kind of energetic understanding of conception. So the mind body baby method was at, well is absolutely about looking at as I said I truly believe our, our babies choose us but I think our the role that we play is about ensuring that we are ready to receive these beautiful babies so it is about looking at how can we release any blockages in the mind so any limiting beliefs any old stories any fears that we hold any fears about ourselves, about our ability to be a mother um any so releasing all of that from the mind how do we prepare the body knowing that our bodies are our baby's first home on earth so how do we ensure that our body is in its optimum state of health and well-being and then how do we just really connect to this baby that's coming and allow that baby to navigate the timeline that's right for them? But we are just in the process of really trusting and allowing all of that to happen. So and um, what I and when I started working like this, what I the I have re, I have achieved incredible results. And it only goes to be proof, I think, to show that this method truly does work. Um, and I, I think sometimes when I've reflected on the kind of women that I've, have approached to work with me over the years, is I think sometimes that what we are, we're almost pushed through it the other way is that we believe this whole kind of concept of trying to conceive kind of perpetuates this story of there's something missing. Like we, 
like we are the ones we need to we need to work at how we get our baby rather than we need to just prepare and allow our baby to come to us and I think there is so much when we look at kind of you you mentioned about support and the support that's offered tends to be very much focused on I suppose the physiology around conception you know actually that medical approach to conception it looks at do we have eggs do we have sperm is the uterus ready to receive that embryo and it like that's that's the that's the kind of the whole of what we look at whereas it's so much bigger than that and I do you know if you ask me properly to pick what ones I feel are the most important is unless we do the work on the mind unless we really release all of the things that are in the way, I think we it makes it more and more challenging for us actually for the body to to conceive and to hold a pregnancy and for that for the time that it takes for that baby to come in. So sorry. Yeah, there's a there's there's a couple of lovely things to unpack there. It's like there's a focus in your work of preparing the mind because actually when we when we come down to it there's so many women couples young families who receive diagnoses of unexplained fertility so you know that on the face of it it looks like sperm is okay egg is okay uterus is okay tubes are okay um and yet for some reason they are unable to conceive at that time. And we've all heard stories of friends or friends of friends who, you know, go through um, an IVF cycle because there has been difficulty in conceiving. And then when they've conceived through IVF, um, they have one or two or three naturally really easily from that. And so it just invites the question for me of like, you know, what, else is going on you know it's not just a physical yeah um there's not physical just physical forces at play here there's all sorts of stories that we unconsciously take on which may be impacting our readiness um to actually receive and conceive this baby at this time so yeah, I love the approach that you're using. And I'd love to just pick up on what you said there about unexplained infertility. Because if I if I could have like well, I would like lots of wishes, but if I could have one wish, it's when when a couple receive that diagnosis, would be for when it's when it's truly unexplained and we've explored that there isn't certainly no female factors, no male factors, then I would love there to be this pause where then there's an there's an opportunity to explore the mind body connection because I truly believe that is it is explained when you look at it from a mind body point of view it's unexplained from a medical point of view but it's not unexplained it is explainable when we explore okay so this we have we understand that eggs are good sperm is good everything from a medical point of view appears ready so where where else in the, either in the mind in our energetic field in our body is not yet ready, and I, I often I, I work with lots of um, I work predominantly with women, but I work with couples as well. But 
I work that I get so many women who have this really frustrating diagnosis of unexplained because they wait so long to have some investigations and then to feel like they have no answer at the end. And then it becomes really easy for them to assume some sort of sense of failing or some sort of blame on themselves. And I think when we understand the mind-body connection in, in its widest sense, then we get to look at, okay, so it's it's unexplained medically, so we're, let's look at how we can piece it together within the mind-body connection. And I often say to my clients, unexplained, I, I truly believe unexplained is is also unexplained doesn't mean it's not possible it's just about our fertility for whatever reason is kind of on pause at this moment in time so let's find out why the body has put the foot on the brake why the body does not feel that we're ready in this moment and when we find where that the reason why because I often and so many of it comes down to it can be trauma it can be beliefs it can be um safety within the body the body knowing that it's safe for you to conceive you knowing that it's safe to conceive and when we when we understand why the body has perceived this moment in time for for whatever reason to be unsafe for you to conceive or unsafe for you to carry and hold a baby at this time then we're able to release whatever that block is then what I generally what I find is people conceive very, very easily after that. So what you're saying is that when you actually, it's almost like, you know, the medical system focuses on the physical body and is looking for blocks that can be found within the physical body. And what I'm really hearing is that, you know, so often people with unexplained infertility is that there's no physical blocks that can be found so where are the blocks you know so you sort of are expanding this question of like where else are the blocks are the blocks within the mind are the blocks within our souls are the blocks within you know what what can we learn about where those blocks are can you give us some examples of what blocks look like you've mentioned safety you've mentioned trauma you've mentioned um readiness can you sort of expand on maybe giving an example or two of 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 clients you may have worked with that um the beliefs that seem common that come up so there's um if i take so if i take it from a kind of mind like for example i quite often see um maybe women who have had periods in their life where their mental health has been um where their mental health has been challenging and they've maybe had periods where they felt mentally unwell and they are even though they are now mentally well and physically well there is a there can be a real fear of what if I was to become a mother and what if I go back into that place Mm. what if because what if I I think I think so for it if I think about somebody who had heard their what they were kind of not hugely aware of is that they had a huge story about a fear of postnatal depression because they had experienced really low mood a period in their life and it was a really scary experience understandably so then kind of fast forwarding and considering motherhood and then this real fear of what if I what if I have postnatal depression 
And because of how our mind works and how sometimes our mind can then spiral into lots of scenarios. So what if I what if I have a baby? What if I become unwell? What if I'm unable to look after that baby? What if, what if, what if? What if my relationship breaks down? What if? That's another really common one that I often see is um, where there's sometimes a fear of maybe their past experience has been that there has been a separation of parents and they're in a really good relationship with their partner and and it's almost that fear of we have a really good life and we've got a great relationship what if even though both of us long to welcome a child into our family what if that means that some what if we what if our relationship changes what if something comes between us and that real sense of I, I really want something but I'm also terrified of what if it changes my relationship and another one, sadly, that I can see quite a lot is where there has maybe been um, a termination in the past. And there is a real blame at, that women often hold and will come with a story of I made a really difficult decision years ago. And what if I'm what if that means that I no longer deserve so there was there was a there was a time where a baby tried to come to me, and I made a decision, and they block out any of the reasons why they made that decision, whether that decision was absolutely the the right decision that they made for themselves at that time. But there's almost this sense of maybe this is my punishment now because I can't conceive, or what if, what if that was my chance and I said no in that moment? So massive. So, and I, how I often explain it to the women that I work with is when we understand that our primitive response in the body is to keep us safe, like ultimately our survival, it's survival first, procreation next. But if there is a sense of, if I to look at that kind of one about our mental health being compromised, if we were almost, if we were to ask our body that sense of like, it feels like it's very much we're asking our body to make a choice between ourselves and allowing a baby to come in. And what I always reflect to my clients is your body adores you. Your body is always looking out for you. So if you're if your body feels like because of a story and because of beliefs or because of past traumas, that they your body can't have both, can't have you, and it can't have this beautiful baby that you long for then your body will always pick you every single time. So often then the work that we will do within the mind-body-baby method is releasing any of those blocks and releasing any of those beliefs that um, that, that I can't, you can't have both and really anchoring safety back into the body and allowing you to know that actually you can welcome a baby into your life and your relationship can actually just find a whole other level of happiness and joy and yes, Parenthood brings with it challenges, but it doesn't need to impact on your relationship. Just because you've experienced a period where your mental health has been kind of compromised does not mean that you are not going to be an amazing mother. doesn't mean that you can also be physically and mentally well. And when And also kind of really healing that and releasing any any blame attached to previous decisions that we've made, knowing that this, knowing that actually what we've, choices that we've made, our body is never, our body, and I, I, I personally don't ever believe that 
any baby that is trying to come through blames us or holds any um, holds any kind of ill feeling towards any decisions because I believe our babies choose us because they, there is this unconditional love that they are coming in with for us. So they would never hold anything against us. And I never believe our bodies are deliberately trying to work against us. I think sometimes when our body is when our body is saying no, it's our opportunity for us to explore why is the body saying no just now? And it's and it's lovely when you actually start to explore that, these stories, these like these subconscious stories that we often have, like you're explaining, like, you know, a, a, a perceived possible threat to our relationship. Um, a perceived possible threat to our mental health. Like our bodies are working with us to protect us in those moments um, because that's what um, underneath it all exists. And so much of our life is ruled by our subconscious. So this work really invites a look within the subconscious to discover where those blocks are actually within the mind, within the body or within the spirit like you know within within our souls so um yeah i really love this really deep truly holistic approach to our fertility being much being extended beyond the body because a lot of clients that you work with um amy i'm guessing are seeking fertility support and um through the medical system and or elsewhere is, is has that been experience has that been your experience who yeah. exactly do you who do you find that you're working with most at the moment or in general um, so i tend to work with in general with um couple women or couples who've been on this journey for at least a couple of years so they maybe have explored some like um fertility treatment they maybe are just preparing for to look at the um, having any any sort of assisted conception, or maybe they're actually because of how how we can access any support. Maybe they're unable to access that support, so maybe there is a barrier for them, and they are unable to access it. Um, so there's and that's a whole other story I could get on. Like I often like I think because there are so many like um, BMI is a huge one um, for I have many, many women who come to me who can't even have the beginnings of investigations because their BMI is above the the cutoff for fertility treatment. And it is it's something I could talk a lot about because I feel it's so harmful because it just adds in another layer of blame often and this real kind of disconnection from our body because if it feels like our body is the thing and the weight of our body is the thing that is even preventing us from moving forward and understanding what might be what support we might require in order to help us conceive that's 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 a really challenging one for women so I do I work with I work with women who are either preparing who are in the middle or maybe they've had multiple cycles of um, fertility treatment and are still not where they would like to be. Mm-hmm. So really like across the full full spectrum, but I'm hearing there's people are looking to you for support once physical investigations have been done um, 
and uh, they're sort of they're considering options for for IVF yeah. and all that comes a lot sort of underneath that umbrella um, of of treatments. And, and you mentioned a couple of problems or a couple of um, you mentioned a couple of problems that our current medical system has um, within. Um, and we're talking here from from the perspective of the UK. Um, I know that Amy, you um, used to work in the NHS yourself as an occupational therapist, so you've got really lived experience <clears throat> working within that system, like I myself do as well. Um, you've mentioned some barriers that exist for some women accessing um, accessing um, the healthcare that they perhaps need. Um, what other problems have you seen both within and out with the NHS system when it comes to accessing fertility support um, that we really need to be more aware of? So one of the, I mean, I, I don't want to go specifically down different, but I suppose one of the biggest things that I see, regardless of where people come in, is that, and I I love the like I suppose, I feel like I need to say, caveat this with, I when I'm gonna like I love the NHS. I love what it stands for. I love. I think it's incredible that we have it. But I also understand where it's at just now and the pressure. And actually, in order to that, there has to be process. There are processes in place, and that's actually that's just how it is. Um, but one of the things that I find most challenging is that when people are then in a in the system, they're in a system. And there is this sense of what I generally find out, and I think my clients feel, is that they've handed their power over to being part of a system. And now they are part of a system that, yes, I and I understand that it's every single person who works within that system absolutely wants, absolutely their goal is always to see the person at the centre of it. But I think sometimes the system is bigger than the people who are trying to. And so sometimes that system takes over and people then are then disconnected from themselves and their autonomy and their power and actually and become part of that part of that process. And that when for for me then the biggest thing, the biggest challenge is then there's we are so disconnected from our body as we're preparing our body to do one of the most incredible things our body will ever do. But potentially we feel we are waiting for somebody else to tell us one what our body's doing it, when it's doing it, how well it's doing it. And we just lose this connection to ourselves. We're at a time where we probably we're at a time where we we couldn't it's most important that we are fully connected to ourselves. Yeah, I really hear that. I really hear that the sort of um, the disempowerment that that comes along with this sort of um, dynamic between, I mean, doctor and, and patient. That um, obviously it's, there's more. The system is yep. bigger than that, but just as a yep. sort of symbol of the um, in, the the power dynamic that can be at play. And when we, I see it also. Um, in the work I do, this sort of sense of um, disempowerment that the system kind of does um, almost encourage, or just by its working. So I really hear, I really hear that. I really hear that. 
what would you if if there was anyone um here listening to this podcast who is struggling with um fertility right now and and they're going through the um system as it were um to look for any um blocks that they may find what one piece of advice do you think you could impart them while they're in what can be a very discombobulating and um, confronting period of their life? So the the one thing that I would say is that my biggest piece of advice is do the work to really allow you to anchor safety into your body. Because on what I'd said previously about that mind-body connection, you can't your body needs to know that it is safe to receive that treatment your body needs to know that it's safe to receive that embryo back because that's ultimately what we're looking for is that we have this embryo that comes back into the body and so do whatever you can to really allow yourself to feel calm to really to really have that connection to yourself because it's not going to it's there isn't a part in the system that allows that supports that. So it's really your responsibility then to really retain that connection. Um, How often I think there's that sense of remember it is your body, like remember it is your body and always know that although you are part of a system and there are experts there in their field, that you are the expert in your body. So you you are another expert in the room and that you so ask the questions, make sure that you feel comfortable with everything that's happening, so that you you like you are taking back that power and control for yourself, but really, really anchor that safety into your body, because that's I, I wish there was almost like for everybody undergoing any sort of fertility treatment there was an acknowledgement of like, okay, so in order to, in order to prepare your body, because we can do, we can do all the parts about like, we can retrieve the eggs, we can prepare the sperm, we can like throw the embryos, but do the other piece of work around really preparing your body because this, the fertility treatment part is the smallest part of it. It's what happens when that embryo comes back into your body that that's where the preparation needs, your body needs to be so ready. And it's but what kind of um, practical things can we do to create safety in our bodies? How could you, how, how would you suggest someone um, <clears throat> to do that? Because it sounds quite abstract in a way. Yeah, absolutely. So even simple practices that we're all familiar with, like really kind of mindful practices. So being present in the moment, because often what happens when we think about when our body is kind of in our fight or flight response and that stress response, it's often because we are either replaying something from the past or projecting something into the future. So having a practice that allows you to be really present in the moment to any kind of practices that allow you to feel um, relaxed and calm. So it could be meditation, it could be walking, swimming, yoga, whatever you do. The biggest one thing that I often say to my clients is, what what do you what do you do that is just for you? And you do it purely because you love it. And when you do it, you can lose track of time. 
because you're so in that space. Is is there is it walking? Is it dancing? Is it singing? Is it um cooking? Is it what what do you do? Is it being in nature? What what is it you do where it's reading? Is it just where time like we almost go into this different where time seems really um really big. Um and can you do more of that? Can you bring yourself more back into that space where you are you have that real sense of yourself and you're doing something that just feels really good to you. Almost like that, hearing like a sense of flow, like doing something where you connect to flow. And um, and even from a physiological perspective, it makes sense to be connecting with something that puts you in that state because then you're, you're you know, you're, your parasympathetic nervous system is engaged. Yep. Your body is actually feeling physically safe and physiologically safe. Um, and as you said, when we are so often, when we're feeling unsafe, so when our body is in that fight or flight, it's normally not relating to what's actually happening in that moment. It's so often playing a story from 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 the past or projecting a story into the future. And so really connecting with ourselves mindfully, bringing us back to presence, doing something that connects us to ourselves and connects us to a state of flow and calm allows us to, allows our body to actually feel safe from a physiological um, point of view. Allowing our body to feel rested and relaxed. Mm. Mm. Because I think the other thing is that it's also remembering that, you know, even when we are just going at 100 miles an hour, it can be we can be incredibly busy and it can be full of things that we enjoy but that busyness actually creates stress in the body because we're trying to do a million things at the one time so having a having a space where we switch off having time where we allow ourselves to slow down to rest where we allow ourselves to come into that beautiful feminine energy as well because we are we are coming into this beautiful space of creation so there's an invitation to be fully in our feminine, to be in that flow, to really, really soften, and relax, to receive, to enjoy yeah. all of these wonderful to enjoy pleasure, play. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And I think mm. when we, and I think there is that sense of feeling really supported as well. Mm. So, so to allow like, access to help, to allow support, yeah. all these yeah. things can be really difficult um one because a lot of women who are then looking to um conceive have been in their masculine for a long time you know it's it's this is a time of our lives when when there's benefit to being in our in our masculine and in our ego and we want to you know we want to create a career we want to create safety we want to create all of these things and so switching into the feminine can be a real um challenging uh experience like to feel safe within that feminine feminine energy so i imagine that that um can be a block that i'm sort of seeing as we're exploring this can be a block that may come up for people who um yeah are shifting from a masculine way of living and embodying their lives to then being required to step into the more feminine aspects of ourselves and this time of our lives um but the 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 importance of that but what also compounds it is not only the system which then we have to enter into um to receive help for it but also the stress then of not being able to conceive and what the meanings that that 
is creating, which just compound the, the the stress and pressure that we often put ourselves in. I think that's a, a real problem. But thank you so much, Amy, for um outlining the the mind body baby method to us and for providing women with a space to explore the mm-hmm. mind and soul blocks that we yep. subconsciously create. Um that may be really impacting our our ability to to conceive, um, mm-hmm. and so I've seen so many wonderful babies that you post um, on Instagram. So for anyone looking to um, to see the results of Amy's work, um, it's just it's really impressive and heartwarming and encouraging to see how many women can conceive going through this method. If you want to check it out, your Instagram mm-hmm. is at the mind baby the mind, mind body, body baby. baby method and please do check out um the witchy women amy is one of our founding members of the witchy women so the website is now up and live and we're a new holistic healthcare platform so please do check that out and you can find her details and her services there as well as through her instagram and her website all of which um, will, all of the details will be on um, the show notes. So please do check her out. Thank you again, Amy, for all the work you're doing in the world. Thank you for um, supporting women um, through through this this time in their lives where where it can be so, we can feel so challenged and so alone. And th- thank you to you for creating opportunities for conversations like this and to really explore that true holistic approach to living and to all the important parts of life thank you so much thank you so much thank you for listening body mind soul seekers if you want to connect with trusted alternative therapists learn more about what they do and how they can help you check out my new holistic healthcare platform the witchy women or if you are a holistic healer that wants to serve and help more people book in a discovery call with me Find more details at thewitchywomen.com. To show your support for this podcast, please share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Thank you all so much. Until next time.